wearing glasses. We should we should wear. Are you, Marianne? Are you going to be here for the debate? Oh, that's going to be I fun. Think it, I think it's a Porsche day, so no. Okay. All right. You know, so when I have Porsche, I'm not going to be here. Yeah, that's what uh, Phil is telling me. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger legs, join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail. Upstate New York, every episode of town. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. The, the other Jesse was mounting <clears throat> something. It's okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that we're out there. If you <sighs> if you follow us on Facebook, and you should if you don't, but if you do, um, make sure that you've got it set. Make sure that you go to the page, and there's three little dots, and you can change your, your settings for how often you um, actually see our posts and our live videos and make sure at least for our live videos and for the videos that we post that those go up to the top of your feed. Um, so just, just put in there that you want to see it first and that'll help, um, make sure that you get to see us live and that you can, uh, send us comments or, uh, you know, anything that you want to send us. Cool. And just for the record, <clears throat> I gotta take blame. I was late. Phil's Phil's always twenty five minutes early. I was here. Marianne gets here directly on time, and I'm late. But I have an excuse. So who's mounting something? No. Well, no, that, that's the other Jesse. Yeah, that was that was, that was my dad. Um, oh. So okay. I was on my way out of the house, and there was this cat in a burning tree, and I had to climb it and save it. And then uh, <laughs> af after I get down with the cat. This guy takes this lady's purse, and I chase him down, get the purse back. And then media was, I had to leave. Uh, I, I had to put to my you? glasses on and take off my Superman shirt and get back to. The dry cleaner lost his suit. Yeah, back to just normal. So. There was a flood. Yeah, so we're, here we are. Locusts. <laughs> Where's your cape? <laughs> it's in the Jeep. It's in the Jeep. <laughs> Thinking about buying a new Jeep. Uh, I the Ford Bronco. So I can have a couple Jeeps. No, not new. Not like not oh. new. Well, everybody's oh. buying like new not, vehicles. Not now. newly manufactured, like new to me. I've oh. got to get new. So here's the deal, right? So I need a I need a winter vehicle to get just to get. Is me the bike not gonna work out for you in the well, winter? Well, it could, but I just want something, you know, for when it's cold and raining. Fix up the old Jeep. I love that Jeep. I'm going have. to, That's but so cool. I want to take a little bit more time and, and really do do something nice with it. Phil, I'm gonna be your friend. You've been saying that for how long now? Uh oh. Calm, Here we go. Calm yourself. <laughs> Call them out. All right. Call them out. Just chill out with that idea. I'm telling no, you. No, I had this. Uh, I had a long conversation about it yesterday with with my father. Oh, what did he say? And we both agreed that I should fix it. <laughs> and we both agreed that one of the one of the big things that um, has been a holdup is just not having an optimal place to work on it. And if I could have. If I if I could get a house you or something, you can use my. I thought you wanted have, to use my garage, or is it too my small? Jeep's not going to fit in your. That's well, like like a shed. Okay, it's, it's not a, a garage. Not, whatever. You I don't have a garage, or I'd let you, buddy. And uh, so anyway, so I need a place. I need I need a place with a with a with a garage. 
If anyone and is out there the for looking floor. for a reason for Phil to come to your place, if you have a garage. What about a, are you going to put like a big logo or a sticker on that Jeep? Once it's no. Going just, it's rare. Like you huge. Should. Why you would should. I? That Bam, sounds horrible. Jeep. It sounds cool. Unless, like you know, maybe I can do one on the, like on the window, on the back window. Sure. Yeah. Get yeah. some of that like half see through. Is there, is there a spare wheel? Do they have the spare wheel on that year? Mm, on the back, you mm -hmm. can do it on the spare wheel. I could get a, like a custom spare yeah. rail cover made up. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. So I'm looking at, so anyway, right now, obviously I am going to fix that, but knowing that I don't know if that's going to be fast and I need something pretty quick. So I've been trying to figure out what the hell the deal is with the DMV. Is it open? Is it not open? Yeah, it's like it's by appointments, but it's only for getting your license. And then if you want to do stuff with vehicle, like if you want to do a, a registration for a private sale, I don't know how the hell to even do that. You better contact them. Yeah, I, I, well, that's the thing is I wanted to see somebody about it this um I wanted to see somebody about it this year, like this this Monday, today maybe actually. I was going to go maybe test drive something today, but I don't even know how I could uh, register the thing. So I'm going to wait it, and I'm going to call Monday morning. I'm going to say, listen, what's the deal? How do I register a private sale? Oh, so right. it's also they, like they said, that kind of stuff all has to be through the mail or through the Dropbox. And yeah, I thought like, you had to mail How do you get a license plate? Like, how long is that going to take? I don't have like I can't sit for like three weeks waiting for a freaking license plate. Well, the county building's open now, right? So you should be able to just walk in. It, but you can't. Really? Okay. It's no, locked. you have to have an appointment. Huh. Interesting. And they've got all these guidelines. It's kind of crazy. I still think you should uh, think about leasing. I'm telling you. I, uh, you know what? I can't I justify so. spending twelve thousand dollars to own to have a car for three years and then come out on the other side with nothing. It doesn't work for me. I don't know. It no, leasing's not the worst. Well, thing. because when you buy new, you you lose you instantly. No, I'm not going to buy new. I've never bought new. I never will buy new. But even buy, I won't buy from a dealer. Unless I absolutely have to, because I don't want to pay the dealer premium, you know the all the extra stuff that they that they charge and the extra cost. Well, they gonna make money. But you'd too. buy from a dealership, right? Right. No, I buy from a dude. You oh you you want to buy private? You don't want to go to a yeah. dealership. It could be a yeah. dude at. No. Okay. It could be a lady. Lady. <clears throat> Hi, Gina. It doesn't have to be just a guy. Just to clarify. Mm. Right. It doesn't have to be a guy. Sometimes women can be dudes too. If they drive a four-wheel drive Jeep or a, a pickup truck. I just called one of my friends upstairs a dude. I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? You look really nice, Jesse. I don't mean to take away from your conversation about your future purchase of whenever that's going to happen. But you look good. Where are you going? To uh, marry out? To the podcast. He's going to the library. To, um, library's not open on Sundays. He's going to read. He's going to do some reading today. <laughs> I can tell. Trying to look more studious, okay. And this is my disguise when I'm not Superman. So, yeah. Where are you going after this? To the Laurentide with you guys, and then going home to sit on the couch and watch foosball. Football. Oh, we're watching the Bills game. Foosball's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Mama said. Mama said. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Vicky Valentine. Valencourt or Valencourt. That's what it is. It's Valencourt, isn't Vicky it? Valencourt. I made oh, sure yeah, I got yeah. your vanilla chai chai latte. I got you vanilla you. latte. Appreciate it. Tastes good. Does it? Can we talk about uh, how yeah. do how do so many people around here? So we're the poorest 
county, one of the poorest counties. Oh yeah. Do you not see more brand new vehicles driving around oh, here? Oh yeah. I just yeah. said everyone's buying you a know new vehicle. Why? It's not. It, it's be, despite us being the poorest county. Mm-hmm. I think, and despite us being a very very white county, um, we have a lot of diversity here, and that comes down to a lot of economic diversity and a lot of diversity of thought, but especially economic diversity. We've got some some people that have not had to worry about where their next meal is going to come from. Right. And we've got people that worry about where every meal is coming from. Yeah, it, it's strange. I mean, of course, you know, I drive a newer new vehicle, but I'm also own two businesses. So I think I kind of, as much as you see, like, people you know here struggling around here and then you like everyone's got brand new trucks and they're during I mean, the pan is, do you think it's the extra six hundred dollars i don't know i, think I just so. see a lot of nice new new vehicles riding around and, well what would you do if you yeah. got another extra six hundred dollars on top of whatever I'd, what would you do with it you would save it you probably. know what i would do yeah you would save yeah. it other yeah. people were like shit i'm gonna blow on this i or i would buy i'd buy a bmw gsa see you as a beamer dude it's a no it's a adventure motorcycle adventure touring bike when are you gonna drive that sweet when are you gonna ride that? i would ride it almost every day even in the winter uh if they're if maybe if it was warm enough i don't know if you realize it's getting cold now yeah i noticed that's why i'm wearing long sleeves has anybody else noticed that it's fall all of a sudden <laughs> what the hell happened <laughs> Don't September. It was like September summer. Happens. It was like summer, and then it was like no fall. <laughs> uh, it's it's not even fall. It's that time of the year where there's like five different four. Yeah, five seasons. Because I'll just make a new season in there because the He's temperature different. goes That's from the the fifth like one is 30, Frankie Valley. Thirty till seventy. It's like then back down. It's, like it, back it's Frankie Valley and the four seasons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's crazy. Seriously, like you go out, you gotta like. There's like frost on your car. Oh, no, I'm not then, there yet. And then by like three o'clock, you're like, Jesus, why do I wear a sweater today? And then, yeah. then come six o'clock, you're like, where the hell's my sweater? I came in here and I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm a, little, I'm a little warm. Yeah. A lot, See, of thermal, a lot of thermal mass down here. I'm good. I had mm-hmm. to think about the temperature down here mm-hmm. and just layer up. I like your, uh, your, what do you, is that? What do you call that? It's like a, it's a shirt. No. <laughs> well, no, it's like a little like sweatery. I like sweaters it. light. It's, it's, nice. it's cute. I think we're looking very dashing yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Sunday. I love gray. I we're love a good gray. we're a good looking team. Yeah, I think we are. I think like that heather gray, that that gray, like like that is like yeah. awesome. No, I yeah. enjoy it too. Sweet. Who's Heather? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. I don't know who Heather is. <laughs> That's what she's saying. Who's Heather? <laughs> oh That's what Black Marianne's saying. Who is Heather? Black Marianne. I don't know many Heathers. She's like looking down at She's you. just chilling back there. <laughs> you poking her in the face for. So I, I shared your thing on Facebook. Which I, What thing? The one about talking about Joe and how everyone's putting all the media attention on Trump because it's Trump and it's easy to sell. And then Biden's just not really an easy sell on media. But Trump's more entertaining to watch. It's a lot easier to bash Trump than it is to say good things about Biden. Mm-hmm. Or anything about Biden, for that matter. Or anything. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty much a non-entity. He, he really leaves his cave, it seems like. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, the only thing I know is that when it comes to social media on that aspect, it seems like if you're for Trump, you get jumped on really hard. Oh so, yeah. So oh, yeah. I think it's easy for people to be like, Hey, Biden, you know, I'll go Biden. Cause you're not going to get like uh-huh. hit like you do with 
I mean, you know, all this time as a, as a libertarian, way. all this time I've been worried about the government infringing on free speech and like how the government might infringe on free speech and suppress free speech. And the government didn't have to because um, we're doing it to each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you can get completely if you say the wrong thing, then all of a sudden, like you can't get a job or like go out in public anymore. <laughs> right. And people like protest your house, which, you know, what? yeah, if you're a public person and, and you say something, that, you know, a little protest here and there. But like they can really like ruin your professional life just for having a different opinion. Right. And that's craziness. I mean, everybody's scary. different How opinions. How dare matter. you not think the same way as I do? How dare you? So yeah. it, I think they're not trying to convince you. They're trying to force you to comply. Right. True. Yeah. I think it's scarier. I mean, I'm sure you have your job, but for like Marianne and I, when you own your own business, not only does your opinion reflect on you, it reflects on your business. So right. like, yeah, for, but you're not going to fire yourself. No, no, no but, but, but people will quit coming and you'll right. get, well, you'll sure. lose your business. Sure, certainly, so, certainly. You know. I told you the one time that Phil from Oak Hill said he thought I said something on Facebook that was really radical. I'm like, Phil, I don't have an opinion on Facebook at all because I think that's stupid if you do have a Facebook opinion. Yeah. You, it's just, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. That's why uh, you, you got to keep like your opinions, like keep it to yourself. Don't, uh, or don't. tell you guys. Or, just yeah. you should just only say them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta you gotta pre- live on gotta multiple platforms. Preface and... it with this does not represent the opinion of my business. And then, All right, so. should we add that to the intro video? <laughs> Probably. None of the opinions expressed here reflect on any of the businesses that any of us are associated with. No, just have Kyle put it in the jingle. <laughs> what do you? Uh, None of these opinions are those of our businesses. Who's there? <laughs> it's rare. <laughs> it's so, uh, so what do you guys think about? Let's get right into it then. Uh, RGB, uh, her her dying wish. What is what do you, RBG? BG. Is that, what was, oh, geez. I, I did that. Oh, I'm so bad. It is RBG. What was her dying wish? Uh, did you what, did you ask what her about her dying wish? Yes. Her dying wish was that a new Supreme Court justice not be appointed until there was a new president. So I don't know if they're going to wait five years for that, though, is the thing. Well, if Trump I know if I was president, if I was president and I knew that I might only have a couple months left or maybe four more years, I'd appoint I'd appoint one. What's the legal thing to do here? Don't they appoint need to one. appoint? They have you to have appoint to one. Appoint. You don't have to, but, oh, yeah, but okay. it's their, I mean, it is their responsibility to appoint one. It, right. They like, there's no timeline on when. What, and would, and if the roles are reversed, cause that's why I always, would the Democrats appoint one? Yeah. Of course. So then the question, so the question is less, would one be appointed and more, um, sh- I, I think a lot of people are still a little butthurt about the way that things went down with Merrick Garland four years ago and that they never gave him a confirmation hearing, confirmation hearing, even to vote no on it. Mm-hmm. They just, they just let it sit and they said, yeah, we're not going to give it a hearing. And Obama had an appointment prior to his presidency being over and they just let it expire. Really? And so mm-hmm. uh, people, are really going hard with reminding the Republicans about that and with the other things that they said about, you know, whether or not 
somebody should be appointed during an election year. So, but the Democrats went through with it. What do you mean? So the Democrats did appoint someone. Well, okay. So, um, Obama appointed someone, but they were never confirmed. Never confirmed. So, because the the Republicans were still in control of the Senate then, and they're in control now. So a Democrat nominated somebody, I guess nominated, not appointed, but so they nominated one. Yep. Um, it was not confirmed. So that person did not take the bench. Gotcha. This one, whoever is nominated, has is coming from a Republican president and a Republican Senate, so that you know they can, as as long as they don't feel like they're worried that it's going to reflect on their ability to get reelected. I don't see any reason why they won't uh, confirm whoever he appoints. I thought it was interesting that they're going to make that Trump was saying it's going to be a female. So at least well, he has to say and that. You know what? At you know what? As much as spot. as much as I like the idea of it being a woman, it mm-hmm. brings me back to this identity politics thing that I really can't stand is why does it have to be why say well, I'm going to find the best female. Well, say I'm going to find the best person and then when it's when you find that person say look, the best person was a woman. Right. Right. That that it's works. like saying I'm going to find the the best left-handed um you know, whatever. I, I agree with that opinion 99% of the time, but there's always like a time where I'm like in certain, and there's certain times when both sexes need to be represented. And, and I think, you know, something like this would be good to make sure that. They, well, there are other women on the court, right? I know. But if what replacing someone like her, with some someone that was like she was she's big time. I yeah. mean, she got a lot of things done for women's rights, and she was yeah. on top of it. And so. yeah. yeah, it's really big shoes to fill. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's pretty popular. Really, how I long was she on there? For? They're like tiny shoes, though, because she yeah, she was little, very little. She was little. Yeah. How 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 many years was she on there for? Um, a long time. Must be, I want to say twenty nine years. Yeah, I mean, that's say. an estimate. Who appointed 20, her? 2729. Um oh, was it was it George Bush or was it uh Bill Clinton? I don't know. I'm not sure. It must have been Bill Clinton. Yeah. So it must have been right after Bill Clinton was so it must have been in ninety two. So it was a Bill nomination. Or ninety three. Ninety two or ninety three, yeah. So so I guess twenty twenty seven years maybe. Ninety two. I wanna say maybe that was a Bush. He, he took no Clinton took office in ninety two. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, either one, either way. I mean, we don't have to stay on this topic for long. I'm no, I think it's, well, one thing that from. I think, well, question that I had for you guys is, how, what do you think that this does as far as impact for the election? Huge. Because a big part of both of their platforms has been, you are not just voting for me, you're voting for who the next Supreme Court justice is going to be. So if he gets a Supreme Court justice in there, it takes away his, oh, hey, look, don't you want me to be the one that picks it? And it all, it, I mean, it takes it away from both sides, except for the, the left can say, um, hey, you shouldn't have done that. That's not fair, which is what they're going to do anyway. Um, but I think it could have some impact. I mean, if the, it could he, be he can't game. hold that over anybody's head. It anymore. could be a game changer. I don't think it's going to affect the Republican Party nominee at all. You don't think so? I, I don't think that they even stand on that. I, I really don't think they care. I think th- they care a lot. As much. I think they care a lot because I care. Well, well, I mean, but you're not a Republican. 
I used to be. Yeah. Well, long, this is, long, long this time is why ago. I say that I think the Republicans have bigger concerns than that Supreme Court seat. Uh, they know. No, I don't think so. They know for a fact that Trump's going to nominate somebody that's like 40 years old that's going to be on the Supreme Court for the rest of our lifetimes. Did you see the three nomination people he was going to nominate? Did you? Who were? Did you? Did I didn't know if you see them or not? Yeah. So he just like he listed the the three people that he was thinking about do nominating. You, so do you know who they are? I, I can't remember their names, but uh, they were. I was just I've never heard of them. I know that or anything. Do you know so. anything about their background? Were they all ladies? They were all ladies. Yes. Um, and one, I mean, there was de- they were talking about the ethnicities. I think one was a was was she Native American. Uh, maybe. And then oh, Elizabeth Warren. No, there was a Latin. That's what it was. It was a, it was a Latin lady. Um, I can't remember the name now. I wish I would have read more into it. Let's Were see. you surprised by the picks? Um, and is your mom upstairs? Probably. She's probably coming down. Mom. Somebody's up there. Oh Jesus! It, I gotta go lock that door. They uh, were up there though. Yeah, but they they'd be gone by now, I think. Golly, this is a <laughs> this is every single week. Damn it! I'm I'm looking to see if I can find uh, who uh, that. Don't worry, it's not an intruder. It's I just the Jane family. I feel like I feel like we're in high school. <laughs> we're in like their basement, which we are. <laughs> it's like Wayne's World. <laughs> totally excellent. Totally excellent. Bye. How's, how's it going, Jesse? Good. 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 It's right. it's a sad loss, and. It's going to be an amazing opportunity if it is done correctly. And how do you nobody, not? Nobody, there, there's zero chance that everybody's going to agree that it has been nobody, done correctly. Nobody can agree on anything now anyways, or has ever agreed on anything. Maybe no. they did. Now, I think in the 90s we agreed on more stuff, but I was also younger. Like what? I don't remember. Music? Politics? That like Nickelback sucks. Oh, Nickelback wasn't in the nineties, wasn't it? No, like late nineties. Oh, uh, Nickelback was just not a good idea either. We agreed in when was it? Like how you remind me? Like in the eighties, we agreed that we should just do away with disco. See, that was something positive. What did we all agree on in the nineties? There was it was a it was a better time. People made money. People were excited. Like things, the nineties were good. Nineties were good. Riding that, never mind. Oh, okay. Let's but see. I'm just saying that moving forward, I just hope it's done correctly. I but what would correctly look like? Picking Do you think a, that he needs to wait until after the election? I don't think it's a good idea to say it's a it's going to be a woman. So yeah, I agree with that. I don't don't say that. I'd be happy for it to be a woman, but I I don't like the identity politics. It's the what same about thing that we've genders? been doing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Now, what too. if it's a woman that um used to be a man? Yeah, because they have a they have their own pronouns now, right? Or they like they, to call them that. Well, I don't know. Look at 
Okay. I I think that um, the prevailing politically correct opinion on that is that they can choose. Uh, they can choose what you call them. There we go. But don't say it's going to be. And hard. you know what? It's fine. Just just pick a good just a good person. Just pick a good person. Yes, Trump. I know you watch. So once again, we're going to call out to you directly by name, Donald, Donnie, Donnie boy, <laughs> please just pick a good human being. I know some good human beings, a good human beings. Do you know a lot of good human beings? Jamie Sisson. I was thinking Ginny and Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Ginny and Jamie. Those yeah, are really we could, good people. Man. What if we could get both of them on the Supreme court? A lot of good can come from that. Oh Yeah. What if we had Jamie and Ginny on the Supreme Court? That'd be cool. I'd like to. I'd like to see Jamie. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Ginny. Ginny's a little more politically correct than Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love Jamie. I love She's Jamie. Polished. She's polished. I would rather see. She she would like be a little bit more reserved, and then when she was ready, she'd speak up. Yeah. And Jamie would just be like. He'd jump right in. <laughs> so what's that girl that checks the press after uh, oh the little cute blonde girl? What are you talking about? Which... At the White House, every time Trump says something, she's the one that... Uh, the Speaker of the House? like, no, no that's not true. Well, you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't know. What is it on a news channel? No, no like the it, Speaker from the White it, House. For the White House. Like, oh, it's like the, yeah. the press yeah. secretary? Yeah. I think... Jamie'd be good at that. He'd be pretty good at checking people <laughs> on the press. He, he could definitely. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> is he cute enough for it? I don't even he, know. Jamie's um, way cute. Jamie is the He's cutest. Cute. Jamie's the cutest. Poor Jamie. I'm trying to. Okay. So here are th the three women that are mentioned here. Go ahead. Amy Coney Barrett. And I know I looked into her um, on the last round of nominations because she'd been mentioned before. And she seemed um, she seemed acceptable in a lot of ways to me. Um, Barbara Lagoa, who is Hispanic and comes from the battleground state of Florida. Florida is pretty intense. Does he think that she's going to help his campaign by nominating somebody from Florida? I don't know. That would be interesting. I don't know what that looks like. And Allison Jones Rushing, who clerked for Justice Clarence Thomas and for Neil Gorsuch. Interesting. That's a pretty uh, good. Uh, that's a good background. Yeah, Clarence Thomas is the man. Hmm. I really like him. So those are the three nominations. Yeah, it looks that way. Uh, at least one man, appeals court judge Amul Thapar, has also been under consideration. Hmm. Because he would be the first Asian American on the high court. Really? Interesting. According to this. Wow. So that's our... And also, did you guys see... Uh, did, did you watch any... I don't know. I, I saw a news report from Forbes on uh, Trump's last rally that he threatened to sign an executive order that Biden couldn't be president. He <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Which basically... Um, sums up how I feel about the whole uh, process of executive orders. Is they're pretty much nonsense. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, if you can't get a law passed, so you're just going to go around willing. I mean, I can see it for some things, but it's like when you mandate masks. They got. They basically got rid of the actual legislative procedure mm -hmm. and 
switched it out with, you know what, we're just going to do executive orders and the next president's going to change everything. And then the next president's going to change everything and they don't have to get anything through Congress anymore. Right. How, so, how legal is a mandate? Sorry. Marianne, no, no, no go ahead. Go ahead. How, how legal is a mandate? Like, is that like, I've never really, I tried to look up the binding. How what binding kind of a mandate? mandate? When you mandate masks as the governor of New York state. Well, so the way that he does it is, I don't know. I, I, I I don't know the legality of it. What I do know is that he has oversight authority of the state liquor authority yeah, and all the licensing that all these different businesses have. So whether or not he can legally fine you, he can certainly shut you down and um, yeah, it, you could probably sue him for that. But it'd be very expensive. Are you against? Or like, what are your thoughts on the masks? Oh, I just don't know how legal, like how, like how binding, like well, like how can you mandate something and then get people in trouble for a mandate when it's not even a law? I mean, that was unless a mandate's a temporary law. Is that am I reading into it wrong? I think that he's got some kind of expanded powers because it's uh, a state of emergency. Oh, that makes sense. I, we're still in a state of emergency, okay. so the governor can pretty much do what he wants, unfortunately. Okay. And because, you know, a couple years ago, they all voted to expand that emergency power and let him uh, have that. So, yeah, at this point, I'm just, I think I've told both of you, it's like kind of over the mask thing. Like, uh, I, I just. I'm still for. So not, here's the it's thing. Not, right? It's not. A, you don't have to be for or against masks. To think that it's wrong to mandate them. Well, on the state my, level, my thing is, and and it's so silly when you think about it. And I mean, and it's science is, you can walk in my bar and you have to wear a mask, but you can be seated and you don't have to be when. Yeah, but how many people do you walk by? A lot. When you're walking, a lot. You walk by a lot. Yeah. When you're sitting down, you're sitting with your group. There's some logic to it. There's some, I know it's it, it, like, it's easy to make what, fun of, but there is some logic to it that if you um, yeah, but the, are walking around, you can walk by every single person in the bar, but if you're sitting down, you, in theory, you're with like the four people that you came with. Yeah, but can we talk about how over in California with the wildfires, they're saying that masks won't help you from inhaling the, uh, I'd love to, yeah, the, the ashes mm-hmm. from the, from the fires. Right. Which are bigger, yes, than the <laughs> coronavirus, whatever you want to, you know, whatever that is, uh-huh. microbes or whatever they are. Uh, okay, so it's not going to save you from ashes from a wildfire, but it's going to save you from the coronavirus. No, it's not. Masks don't save you from the coronavirus. You understand what masks do, right? I uh, to a point, but the, okay. So, it, let, but it doesn't let's, really. Work. Let's explore this. No, let's explore this because I've had this argument. And as much as I'm very adamantly against the mandates, as you're aware, um, I do think that mask the masks are helpful and that we should wear them uh, voluntarily. And let me explain why, okay? Go. So the coronavirus is transmitted how? Breathing. Right. So what it, yeah. it comes out in uh, droplets that come out of your respiratory system, right? So when you breathe or when you talk, um, droplets of, you know, moisture come out 
and they carry that coronavirus. Okay. So if, um, if you're, if you've got like linens or something, or if you've got a nebulizer or anything that like forces air through your lungs, or if you've got like linens that are contaminated and you kind of like shake them up, um, that does what's called aerosolizing. And so that makes it a smaller particle that can stay in the air longer. The droplets, on the other hand, are what everybody's talking about when they're talking about six feet. All right. Aerosolizing is, is, is much worse than six feet. Okay. So the droplets are the six feet thing. Okay. So your mask that you wear does not protect you from the tiny coronavirus getting in, and it doesn't protect you from ash particles getting in. What it protects is from those droplets, or at least reduces drastically how many of those droplets get out. Mm -hmm. And that's what the point of the mask is. It's not to protect you. It's not going to protect you from the ash. It's just going to protect those droplets that are bigger from getting sprayed around the room. So we have to wear this all every winter as well to stop the flu. We're not talking about the flu, dude. Yeah, but that I mean that's what's going to end up happening, right? Because I mean it's the same thing. Can I can I explore something? Please do. I was thinking about this this morning. It's like so we will be venturing into winter. This will be the first time we're venturing into winter wearing masks. And our biggest concern right now is the coronavirus, correct? Yeah. And remember last, do you remember last year how the flu was yeah. out of control, right? Yeah, and the flu's coming. It is coming. So I'm thinking the way we're approaching winter now, like how Japan, Japan always wore masks, right? Japan or China always wore masks, right? When you would see them think back in the day, that's yeah. what they would do. Yeah. So now we're venturing into our neck of the woods wearing masks. Do you think we're actually venturing it where we're going to be better prepared? Um, well, so here's, here's a thought on that, right? Okay. I'm trying to be positive is what we've done is we've all been wearing masks Yeah. and again, and, and socially distancing though too, as well. Oh, yeah. If you think I, about it. I was it, social distancing before it was cool. Look, my, no, 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 no. My parents were social distancing before any of this was a thought. Look, when, when somebody comes into my office and they say, oh, I think I got the flu. I take three steps back. I'm like, don't come over here next to me. Why are you in my office? Go to go to the nurse. Don't right. come to me. I'm, I'm here for when you get injured, not for when you've got the flu that you want to spread around. So what I think is we, we've gotten to where we can be a little bit like they're really uncomfortable, but we, we're used to a little bit wearing masks. I'm very against us ever being required to wear them. Right. But it gets to be flu season and you don't really think you have the flu, but you're not feeling a hundred percent and you think you want to wear a mask, please do. I think that's, that's great. That's really cool. That could help reduce the transmission. It could help protect everybody around you, but don't force people to. Yeah. <coughs> I got something stuck in my throat. Oh, somewhere. great. Here we go. Marianne. Oh my God. I took a got something stuck in my throat. Jesus you ever Christ. Seen- you can't. Never seen. You know what? I feel like I can never sneeze or cough now in front of people before they look at me in total disgust. Have you ever seen Monsters Inc.? It's like, yeah, it's you know like, what the guys with the yellow suit come and they like put that thing up and shave you. <laughs> like that's what they'll do. <laughs> you better watch out. Like they'll get you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how we're, it's going to look like going into winter time. But I'm actually very comfortable wearing masks now. But I think before it was really yeah. weird. But now I'm like really okay. I just when I go shopping. I get 
I get a little like anxious because it, it it throws me off sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I just don't really care to do that. That's not me. Uh, I live I live with an RN who has uh, who specializes in infectious disease control. Right. And so don't her friends. And to hear them laugh about this is, I mean, it seriously like that. They say this whole thing's a joke. I mean, they really do. Why do they think that, though? Because the whole reason we were mandated to wear masks and social distance was because we didn't want to overload hospitals on the respirators. That's true, right? That was it. And now we don't even use the respirators. And now they now they don't matter. It's a joke. It's seriously. I mean, they, and, they've certainly moved the goalpost quite a bit. I mean, that was that was the issue. And now all of a sudden it feels like they're taking it a little. It's getting a little crazy. It, it's it's out of control. And, but are we not saying that wearing masks has has decreased our our or numbers from before, like back in March. Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's it's helped. I'm sure, but I mean, where where do you stop with the masks? Is this going to be now from now on for the rest of our lives? Are we going to wear masks I, every every? All, I'm not all the time. Is they that, can lock me away. I just feel like it's going to be for a while, but we've never done we've never dealt with anything like this before. Somebody upstairs. Yeah. Um. I just feel we don't nobody knows. Nobody knows what this is gonna look like. I did see that Cuomo said, you know, we can do trick-or-treating still, but yeah. at your risk, I guess. I don't really know. But I'm glad the he the fact that he's allowing trick-or-treating, but doing what he's doing to he's letting literally trick-or-treating trick is or is literally humans, tiny humans, but humans mm. going from one house to the next. During a pandemic, isn't that like exactly what you don't want? Is it like it's kind of weird. I don't understand how he's saying like, oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just pick and fucking choose that. I'm going to allow trick or cheating, but I'm not going to allow um, you to eat chicken wings. All right. <laughs> well, like he, he misses, come the, on, dude. He misses the point. But my thing is, is you've already ruined these, you've ruined a lot of kids. I mean, for a long time here, they missed out on a lot of things this year, and so I think, I think I'm they not need, worried. I, kids I think adapt they, I think so they, much. No, yeah, no. They, they, they need some they, Halloween it's, candy. It's not Jesse. The I, as much as like there is this the slide, you know, the, there is this loss. Kids adapt so fast, and better than we can. Really. I don't. Yeah, it's the adults that are going to be more affected by this, and maybe the teenagers, but the the young kids. I just don't think treating trick or treating is a really good idea. Like it is no, what it is. Idea. It is. It is what it is. Um, and, and you know what? We will survive without trick or treating. You know what I mean? We've survived this far doing what we're doing, but it's. And, and I'm not for. I'm not saying that he should. Andy, I'm not telling you that you should shut down Halloween. I'm no. just saying you should stop shutting shit down if you're not going to shut down Halloween. Because you, what? Like, why is Halloween less dangerous than? I don't know any of the million other things that you've shut down. The kids will get through. I, but so with the I would, mask, I would not take my child trick or treating. So over this last week I was working the bar and I had this guy come in and he wasn't wearing a mask. I'm like, Hey, you got to wear your mask. And he was, he was already been drinking. Right. This is like early in the night. Right. And so he puts on his mask and he's saying, you know, he's from this place and, and this and that. And then he starts talking to me while he takes the mask off. I'm like, all right, we got to go outside because I can't have you be in here. I got to comply. I got to do what I need to do to keep this place running. So he goes outside and he's, he keeps talking about whatever nonsense he was talking about. And he's like, I already had dinner. And I'm like, yeah, you're not going to come in here if you're not going to have food. 
And he's like, forget this place. Like, I'm like, you're not from New York, are right. you? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, well, then this is what we're doing here. Yeah. And so he just man. left. I'm like, I don't care. Go, go, go do what you need to do. Yeah. But I'm not losing one customer that's never going to come back because he's not from here. Right. I'm really okay with that. I'm not a big deal. But I don't, I don't, not worth losing your license. No, but that doesn't happen a lot. But it was just like, I have no problem saying absolutely not or no problem. I just don't have room to put you anywhere. You mm -hmm. got to go. Mm hmm. And you know, that's painful coming from us because we need to make the money because you know, winter is going to be a bitch. Yeah. Right. But we guess we, get, we still got to do what we got to yeah. do. I, that's it, as much as I've been worried about how things have been going so far. Winter is going to be really hard around here. I mean, you already see it. Like we were out last night because we want to grab some pizza and it's just so dead. It was like, and, and Kev's like, it's only eight. I'm like, yeah, these places close at like nine. Like, I don't, it, the, we used to make good money after a while, but now everything's changed so, so much. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is a horrible thing. I, people are making really good decisions, but how are we going to get through winter? I have no idea. We've been doing really good. Uh, last night was a little slow, but I mean, we've been. I say it was cold. We were, we're was. slammed almost every single night we're open. Yeah. Like, like sending people away. Yeah. So, I mean, there's people out, there's people doing it. And I've actually never had anyone fight with me on a mask. Uh, well, they see you and they're not going to fight with you. They see me and they're like, <laughs> I, I, do I have to? Uh, yeah, my, my thing is, it's like same thing with doing code enforcement is uh, I have a very good delivery. You know, like when I. Can you deliver uh, me? D deliver me. I'm so, so like what I do is like, like I'll walk up to him. Hey guys, sorry. Listen, if you don't have a mask, you can't come in. We do have a disposable mask that you can can put on if you'd like. If not, we can't let you in. And right. you, and everyone, how can you be mad at that? Like, no. I mean, there's no way. They're like, okay, you know. Or, you gotta call him Boo. Yeah. Hey, like, hey Boo, you hey, mind boo. just you know slide up your mask for me? I mean, come on. Yeah, just until you sit down. I tell people during the week that hey, you have to destroy your building because you got didn't get a building permit and you're gonna have to move it because for some reason you thought you could build five feet over on your neighbor's yard and they're not oh, happy. Shit. So yeah, I mean, come on. This is what I do. How do so, you do that? <laughs> uh, because people are. No, I mean, how do they do that? That's like Jesus. Crazy. Christ. They're crazy. Because think about it on the lake. Oh yeah, uh, people aren't so tight people there. People aren't always at their lake house, yep. so they don't know yep. what's going on. So all of a sudden, they come home and they're like, "Uh, honey, did there, you ask house. for half a pole barn on our <laughs> land? Because uh, we I have think half." Think I so, did. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, because there's, I was always against code enforcement rules and regulations, but that's why there is, is because people are crazy like that. They just build wherever they want. They don't look at property lines, and they they jump on their neighbor's property, and yeah. It's kind of crazy. Weird. Always... There's that line of like, of too much intervention and Hey, you're literally like you're on my property. You can't do that. Right. I mean, I'm okay with if somebody wants to, you know, the whole reason there's code enforcement laws is so buildings don't kill people. And so you don't build on your neighbor's property. And that's seriously all it is. Yeah. That's all you're trying to do. Some of them, some of the codes are a little couple, but they save lives. A little so overkill. They're uh, they're, they're, what are they? Proactive. After people die, they make laws, so people don't die that way anymore. Yeah. Well, that's just the way that everything's done, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody <laughs> has to be a dumb fuck, and then it ruins it for all of us. Right. Just don't die. You know, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to die. How about that? Yeah. Well, we don't have to stay on mass. I think the mass conversations, like uh, any political conversation, where you're not going to change someone else's no. mind on it. So I hate to waste my breath on it, because some people just... Think what they think. I, I, I live with someone who's 
certified in this kind of stuff. So I feel at, at this point, I feel pretty confident in my uh, knowledge on it. But uh, I mean, everyone's got their own opinion did, and, and I don't want to hurt anyone. Did feelings. my explanation change anything? Uh, no, I mean, I just don't see it. I just, so you, you still don't think, okay. So I, you know, for the, you, you made the restaurant thing sound a little better for me when people are sitting. Cause yeah, I guess you're right. You know, they're not getting as much exposure right. when they're sat with other people and people are walking by wearing masks, but still you're getting, you're still getting a lot of exposure as, as Mary was telling me when she's working in here, she's like, you know, that people are still being exposed to other people. These masks have holes yeah. on the side. Oh, she's yeah. like, when you breathe, the yeah. air is coming out. She said, when we're in the hospital, we're wearing N95 masks with a screen. Well, over because you know what they're doing? So in the, in the hospital, they're trying to keep it from getting in. And out. They're doing both. Well, yeah. I mean, when you keep it from getting in, it keeps it from getting out too. But for us, for the general public, we're just trying to keep it from getting out. Right. Which right. Are, the masks aren't really helping. I mean, they help, they help some. They help, they catch the droplets. They help some, but they don't help fully they, no they don't it's not perfect but yeah. they but they catch a lot of the droplets yeah so like that's why surgeons wear them in surgery like because why would they have to wear a mask in surgery if it wasn't for the bacteria and viruses and stuff coming out of their mouth in the form of droplets or being carried by droplets and landing on somebody and giving There's them actually an other, other reasons than that too like know? what yeah uh so it, it also helps. Uh, so, you know, for like Mary, I said, why don't, why don't like surgeons wear masks, like clear masks when they're trying to do surgery? And she said, cause it's like harder than hell to see. Some of them do. Yeah. You can't see well. It's not very so practical. So in, ortho said, in orthopedics, a lot do. of times it keeps the blood and stuff from the other person that you're cutting yeah. uh, out yeah. of your mouth it's a barrier. and out of your nose. Yeah. So it's not just for that. It's, she said a lot of it's actually for protecting you from like blood or anything that you know any of the things that happen when you're working on people down there so yeah. so my first experience in uh well my, <laughs> like i don't know i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't my I don't work in a hospital, my so. second kind of major experience in an operating room was i spent a month with a group of orthopedic surgeons and they do use eye protection really well wow. they have to because they're sawing bones with power tools and they're using rasps and hammers and stuff they're they're using stuff that that you know you use on the construction site um on people's knees and hips and Crazy. and stuff so they need to protect themselves from those particles flying up yeah um can but, you can you imagine trying to work with one of those things on like you're trying to do like fine little cuts yeah and you got that you well got they've that got screen it, on it, they've got like, guides uh, like they it's a really a neat process the way they do it. They've got these like guides that they they measure and they measure and they measure. You know, you got to measure twice and cut once, right? So then they they like wow. hammer it onto the bone oh, and get it like right where they need it and make sure it's in the right spot. And then they use these guides, so they just kind of like slide the blade in and G -G, like it's all yeah. it's all it's like templates, you know? Cool jigs, jigs. So yeah, it's pretty slick. And before we hop off the mask, and I do enforce the mask rules in my restaurant, and we wear them at all times, and we've never had a complaint. We never will because we follow the rules. So just throwing that out there, even though I don't like them. Yeah, it's a stupid okay. rule that we should follow. So we can keep our because there's lots of stupid because it's laws the, and rules. We should that do it because I it's the right. We should do it because like. it's the right thing to do we instead of because we don't want to lose our license. Right. That's see, that's where it all comes down for me is I think that we should do things because they're the right thing to do mm -hmm. instead of because 
somebody's threatening us. The right thing to do in your eyes and my eyes could be completely different. Though. Yeah, and you should be able to choose. And if you don't yeah. like it, you shouldn't have to do it. And if you don't, then I should probably say, you know what? I'm not going to go to your business because I there. think that you should uh, you should do it. I've told you yeah. there are some businesses I refuse to go back to because I just didn't think it was a good they were they were following the rules because I just yeah. didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, if you don't feel comfortable, yeah. don't go there. Yeah. Don't give yeah. them your money. Yeah. Speak with your wallet. Yeah, I don't need to blast it on Facebook or like how everybody else likes to do that because that's what people do. But now. they should be honest about how that stuff goes so that you don't walk in in the first place. You right. shouldn't walk into something not knowing what it is. Right. Like all that should be transparent. Right. Yeah. If we're gonna be a mask-free bar, we should just say, "Look, we're a mask-free bar." I, don't come in here if that bothers you. I avoided people and still kind of do in big parties or do like people that. avoid you? I don't Maybe. know, Jesse. Um, was because I owned a business like this. Mm-hmm. That was my idea was like, I'm, I am around a lot of people. So I took the mask serious because that was the right thing to do is when you, right. when you work in the industry like this, you really should go out of your way to make sure that you're not, you know, catching anything or that you're not sick. So, but if I was some guy that worked at home or was a construction worker, I mean, I, I guess I would be pretty careless, but when you work with the public, you got to care. So that's how it works. Yeah. And I mean, I work at a college. I'd say I, for the most part, I'm really impressed with how good of a job uh, my you students have been have doing great with, with keeping their masks on. Yeah. Yeah. So especially with what's going on with some of the colleges in the state that they've either, they're either on, like some of them have paused their athletics because of issues um, some of them have gone to all online right? and some of them have just gone home entirely. Right. And that's, we, that's kind of scary. We don't want to have that happen here. What, what, what did Marlon say? I, I couldn't read. Can't read. Even with my glasses. Isn't the governor. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She's talking about something way back when. Oh, okay. <laughs> guys are crazy. Fun, fun. That's no, why I, that's, I can't, even with my glasses, I can't see. I wear, I wear, uh, I don't know if you know the power of like glasses and everything and how bad, but mine's like a 10, I'm, like blind. Like You're a so like plus ten, yeah. Jesus, that's really bad. Yeah, it's like that's pretty bad. Yeah. So, what were you and your brother talking about? Oh, we were talking about all sorts a lot of, of stuff. Things. We were talking. It, really, the bottom line that we were getting to was um, how big of a problem the tribalism has become in this country. And he said, "Well, what do you mean?" And I said, "Well, you know, tribalism. It, it's you know when we watched the video." Uh, a few weeks ago of, of all the events that happened in Kenosha with, with the, where the protests and the, the young man that um, ended up shooting a couple people that half of my friend, all of my friends watched at least some of those videos. I, I think like a, a, a large portion of my friends watched at least some of those videos. Right. And, and what happened was that, based on which tribe they were part of, mm-hmm. um, they oh. saw something completely different. Don't worry about that. Nobody can hear but us. Oh, God. Um, they saw something completely different. Half of my friends saw a kid take an assault rifle and travel across state lines looking to get into some trouble and shoot some people mm-hmm. and that murdered a couple people. And half of my friends saw a kid that went to um, help protect a local business in a town that he worked in that was pretty close to home. And 
I, I saw a video that a lot of people didn't see that was kind of prior to the events, which was um, him actually putting out a dumpster fire that was rolling toward uh, some cop cars and I believe was immediately preceding the videos that everybody else watched. And then a bunch of people chasing after him saying, like, shit, you can't, like, why'd you do that? Right. And then he shot them when they were about to cause him a lot of bodily harm. It's a matter of perception. And and that's, it was half and half. Half the people mm -hmm. saw one thing, half the people saw the other thing. Mm -hmm. They all watched the same video. Right, right. And that's why, and when you look at what happens with a lot of these protests is, you know, I've got the same problem with some of the, uh, I don't know the right way to say it, but, you know, there, there's a lot of the same problem that they're trying to, the same problem I have with a lot of the protesters mm -hmm. is the same problem that I have with some of the police, which is that they, um, even if they're not participating in the bad stuff that's happening, they're not actively stopping it. They're not going out and saying, you know, like the, the police will just as easily let off one of their guys from a speeding ticket. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying all the time, but I'm saying, you know, it happens. And I'm not saying that they're evil people, but what I'm saying is that there's a little, you know, that's not awesome. And at the same time, what else isn't awesome is that you've got these protests going on and you'll have um, 10,000 people and then you'll have 40 of them burning stuff and vandalizing and beating people up. And but you know what? The other 10,000 didn't stop them. Yeah. And I know that's not perfect. Like there's that's that's not what everybody's doing, but there's enough of it that it makes it hard to fully get behind it, even if you do support what's what their main activity is, which for both of them, I, I do support what what their mission is like. But there is a possibility that two, the two sides can be right. It's the idea of coming to some sort of compromise that just seems yeah. so left field or right field or whatever you want to call it. But the, the problem is that they it seems like what they see, like they can look at the same Mm -hmm. video yeah. they can watch the exact same thing happen right. and they they see something different than each other even though they've watched the same thing and that like that makes it really hard to have a conversation when your facts are different based on the same exact set of facts well it's even kind of like when someone sees something on facebook and they're like they swear to god that's the truth you know what i mean right. fake news and there's a, some there's this documentary on netflix that um talks about whatever you look up on Google or Facebook, it, all this data is collected on you. So now, mm -hmm. now Facebook or social media or whatever internet is going to put that stuff back on you because based on your location, where you're living or what you like, what you don't like. And, and we don't are not aware of it. And yet it's like the control yeah. you're allowing it happen you to get, you all the time. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know if you heard of the documentary. Um, no, because no, no. Kevin brought it up because he said somebody else saw it. And it's just like, I would love to see that because they I could create see. an echo chamber. Yeah. They make it so that you only see things that you agree with. Right. And it's like, it just confirmation bias, availability bias. Okay. So, you know, what availability biases. Mm -mm. It's like if you can think of a lot of something, mm -hmm. 
then you think it's common. Like if you can think of a bunch of examples of something, you think it must be common. Right. So like if I asked you, okay, what are, uh, if I asked you, what are three um, good things that, uh, that, you know, the Penyan Rotary has done? You'll think of three things right. pretty easily. You say, oh, they must do a lot of good things. Like uh, they do all sorts of good things because they, like I could think of those three. But if I asked you to think of 12, you might start to think, oh, well, I don't know. Right. Like, I'm not sure if, you know, you'd be less confident in it. Um, but that's how we get with some of the news is you, you, if you, if you watch a lot of Trump and you like him, you're going to easily be able to think of five things that he's done that you really think were great. Right. If you don't like him, you'll easily think of five or 10 things that you think were horrible. I'm not a fan of the news because they just they just put on there what they can sell and what is acceptable. Oh, and yeah. do I think they're biased? Absolutely, because they have a paycheck and yep. they have whoever needs to make the money. So like the news thing, that's why I'm so unaware of what's going on. And I don't really have the time or energy to also research all this too, to see what's fair. Um, but it's just like we have to accept the fact that we don't think for ourselves anymore. Yeah. We don't. Well, some of us. Some of us do, but most of us don't. What you have to do, and so so with the class I'm teaching, I asked my students, I said, listen, what we're going to do is pick something mm-hmm. that, cause I, I really, a lot of the kind of same ideas I talk about in class. And so one of the things I talk about is, look, we're going to take, we're going to get into groups and we're going to find something that happened in the news that maybe we don't all have the same interpretation of. And we're going to go seek out different points of view for that same topic where you're not just going to read the articles that all come from the same kind of, uh, kind of source. Yeah. Right. Not, not even just the same source, but the same slant, you know, the same uh, like all the left-leaning media, mainstream media or all the right-leaning mainstream. We're not going to only look at Fox news and the wall street journal. We're also not only going to look at uh, CNN and, whatever the Washington post or whoever it is, the New York times, right. You're going to look at both. You're going to bring in all that information and form your own idea of what you think is really going on. And not only that, but you're going to understand what the arguments are coming from, from both sides. So you're doing that now. Uh, we just are finishing up our first round of that. So, um, can you talk about what, what's been coming out of there or, well, or what topics they? I think it's a, it's so. I think that's a really hard thing for people to do, and right. so for a lot of them, um, it was difficult for them to choose something that they actually didn't all agree on. And for some of them, it was a little bit harder. The idea that they had to pick some like a something that was just like a a single event rather than an overarching issue. Yeah, there's a lot of events going um, on because I think we're we're more inclined to try to have ideas on overarching issues than on like a specific thing that just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it has at least encouraged them to, to get outside of their comfort zone with topics that they're going to look at and to look at different types of sources. So I am debating, we might, might try to do this again, maybe with smaller groups and uh, see where it goes. We do have a debate coming up later in the semester. So i um, trying to come up with, 
kind of what that's going to look like too. Debate, huh? Yeah. Nice. That was always fun. So, I mean, I think this is a great prep for a debate. Yeah. Is to actually have to look at both sides of an issue and kind of see what the opposite arguments are. And that's what we've talked about right from day one is how do you, um, how do you have a conversation with somebody that you disagree with? I had a debate in college that completely changed one of my morals. Go so, for it. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it was about just, singing outside in it public. Just shows you like what research and facts and things can uh, can deliver when you have people do this. So I think it's a good idea. So, Knowledge is good. Yeah. It was a uh, stem cell research. I was kind of against it, and then look into it, and it really, uh, you know, you see the good that comes of it, and what and what can happen, and it's just like, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe it's a pretty good thing. It's not as bad as I thought it was. So it's just like one of those things when you when you get into things and you research more, and you 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 feel some way, I guess, spiritually, and it, it doesn't right. it doesn't equal maybe what like the facts are and what, what yeah. really could happen and the good things that can come and the lives that can save and it's going to happen anyway. So why not mm -hmm. just use it for good? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of, you know, do you know why, debates, so. do you know why you originally formed that opinion that you didn't, that you were against it? Yeah. Why? I was very religious when I was younger. I grew up, uh, you know, we were, we were Christian, big time church, you know, did the whole thing. Felt, I was like a lot of like the Bible thumpers in my family, like push things on me. And, and I think that that's a problem is a, as a child, you know, you get molded by your environment. You're mm -hmm. not allowed to form your own opinion because your opinions, what everyone else around you believes at the time. So. Well, at that time, your, your family is giving you structure. They're right. giving you morals. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, it's hard to, you know, and then later on in life, you know, you, you, you expand. Most people do. Some people just stay in their bubble and they never, they never try to leave because it's comfortable. But right. uh, so, yeah. And then, and then you just saw a different point of view and you said, you know what, that makes sense. Well, I just read and then I thought common sense was if it's going to happen either way, you might as well make the best of it. And it was right. enough for you to to yeah. say, you know what, despite like all the all the moral issues that that I've thought about through all this time, that you know what, that does make sense. Yeah. I can be. I know, like that. About I you. say it all the time. Yeah. I, can, I can be swayed. If you have a yeah. good, I'm one of those people. You can waste your breath on me because if you do a good enough job, you're gonna change my mind. Yeah. So, I like that. I yeah. think it's good to surround your, or yourself with friends that have different points of view. Having the same point of view all the time that's kind of rather boring. But if someone can enlighten you in a different way. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I mean, it's, I, no, it's no fun to always talk about stuff with people that you agree with. No, of course not. I call Phil sometimes. I'll call him and be like, what do you think? Like, there was one day we sat for an hour talking. Remember? I I can't remember what it was. And I was like, hey, I feel this. I feel this certain way about yeah. this. And I don't think, don't know if it's You're right. like, Mary said to call you. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> because I just didn't. It, it was against the grain. It was, like, a, a not very popular opinion. I remember. And we sat and talked for an hour. I was like, what do you think? And, you know, you kind of, like. Well, this is what I think and this and that. So it just helped yeah, me we kind of went, like, we form, went through it. form my opinion on like, was I right? Am I just being an asshole? Am I, or how do I feel? And in the end, was yeah. Was he being an asshole? I gotta go. Yeah. Were well, you an asshole though? No, no, oh. he, he wasn't an asshole. He was, but I can get pretty hardcore right wing at times. So he, yeah. <laughs> he just needed, he just needed to hash out 
what the right thing was. And I think that's so good because I know I have some friends, you know, when you, you need to release some stuff in anger and then they like totally agree with you or if they add fuel to the fire and it's just like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need that. I need someone to help me come to some sort of conclusion. And you are definitely one of my top friends that I just can go to because then mm-hmm. you look at it different ways. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. And you're absolutely right. Because a lot of people make decisions out of emotion. And yeah. that's the worst possible thing you can do because you're not going to solve anything right. Right. When you think about it, if you're really pissed off about something, you're going to make the best decision? Absolutely not. No. No. When you calm down a bit and you look at it and you actually have a conversation back and forth, then you explore different options that probably were never even there before. See, I think you should drink, dwell on it. Make sure if you're going to make a bet, make it really bad. <laughs> <I know. laughs> make a really If you're bad wondering decision. about what you should do, first off, <laughs> you need to get a nice bottle of apple pie moonshine. Does this have honey in it? It does not. It's no. got that kind of, uh, it's got that kind of character. It kind of has like a honey cider. flavor. It's, it's nice. Good. But get a bottle of apple pie moonshine from Barrington Distillers. Get bombed. And then think about it, and then and then <laughs> and then send that text that you were going to send sober. Yeah, wait, it will be a lot. Wait until you're bombed, and then start with the uh, the text messages and stuff. I just want to put that Marianne Lewandowski did not approve any of this, <laughs> by the way, at all. You are right. They should answer can you your just, text messages. Can you just you real quick them. give us give us uh, the office look? <laughs> I did watch The Office the other night. God, I miss that. that, that I miss The so Office funny. so much. I want more Pam and Jim in my life. No way. Dwight. Steve, Dwight. Steve Carroll. That his his delivery on that show and the way he's just he's so good. <laughs> he is excellent. He's he is like, excellent. He's amazing. The things he does. We had that question in trivia. Me. Oh my God! Absolutely. Yeah. What yeah. was it again? Michael Scott. God yeah. no. <laughs> It was just his voice. It's like, who is this? <laughs> it was, and it was a referencing uh, to Toby. Yeah, it was to yeah. Toby because he hates Toby. I, Jesse, I like Toby. We're we're losing Marianne. Yeah, we got Marianne's got do, the goat. Do you have Do you have more, or do you want to wrap up? It's up to you. I I can keep going, but if you want to wrap up, we can wrap up. So I can go a little bit. Okay. It's up to you. I got to bounce, but gentlemen, it's always nice to see you as always. Thanks for coming down. Of course, everybody. Uh, big round of applause virtually. Give us some likes and shares just for Marianne. Um, comment on here what, you know, if there's something you want to pass on a message to Marianne. Just let you know also, too, I just picked up an awesome pumpkin beer um, from Trip Hammer, which is from Fairport. If you all need to stop by and have some, totally you should. And I also picked up a pumpkin cheesecake, which Ooh, I've that sold. That shit looks good. So I sold. The sold pumpkin cheesecake look good. I'm, I'm very against pumpkin beer, but. No, but nobody cares about what you think right now. Oh. I'm talking about the pumpkin cheesecake <laughs> and the pumpkin beer from trip hammer um and i'm also going to be picking up some more desserts coming from michelle so because michelle miller is amazing stop by at the wine bar i'll see you there absolutely but you guys take care thanks marianne thank you so much i'll see you in a couple weeks see you in a couple weeks it was nice seeing you i'm gonna miss you i think maybe if 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 there's anything that anybody wants marianne to address for next week's podcast please send it in ahead of time and we'll have her uh, send in a pre-recorded segment uh, for the podcast. But you have to let us know at least, give us at least three days ahead of time. So get it to me by Wednesday. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll, all right, we're now we've got Flat Marianne in the studio, everybody. <laughs> Good. Oh man, Good boy, what was I gonna do? I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, talking about that. Uh, um, so many of the things you know, I, I thought I I might have made an amazing quote because. And it's a quote that I that I made up a long time ago uh, by making by having bad judgment. Um, but it's so true is that good intentions with bad judgment is worse than bad intentions. I'm telling you, it it really is. There's a great song, and I don't know if that if that's a thing about that. But it's just it. I've learned it throughout my life that you know, so many times I've had good intentions, and then you know, just my judgment on an issue was so bad. I made it way worse than if I would have just went in with the original thought. And I mean, it's crazy. So, you know, there's a uh, sorry, there's a song. Have you ever heard of the band Shillelagh Law? I've not. They're great. They're out of New York City, um, and they're they're really cool. They come up. They usually don't come up much past maybe Albany but uh it's a great Irish rock band they call themselves they say their style is um bare knuckle Irish rock and pretty gangster they've got a song called good intentions I think it's called good intentions the the whole refrain is the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah yeah I guess that is a saying so there you go and I I don't know. I just remember when I was younger, I, I thought that quote and I wrote it down and I've always thought, you know, good judgments way better than good intentions. So make sure, make sure you go into every situation knowing, you know, go in with it, would think what you're doing before you do, it. even though it feels right. It doesn't mean it's right. It ne- it does not mean it's right. That's a good point. That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah that's a good point. So I think a, a, a little bit of a combination would be a good thing. Yeah. You have a little bit of both. Good judgment is the best thing you can have because if you go in well informed and and feeling uh, and not not with your feelings but informed and you're, you're gonna it's gonna come out a lot better than thinking you know what's right when it's not right. Trust me, I'm I'm uh, I've done it many times. So and now before I make an action, I I think about ten different situations ahead to see like is this right. Is this? Am I doing the right thing? Even though I think it's right, does that mean it's right in someone else's eyes? So, yeah. uh-huh. and that comes back to the shooting in Kenosha. You know, uh, good, good intentions. Yeah. I really think yeah. he—he's a seventeen-year-old kid. He doesn't have good judgment. He, you know, right? There's certain things he could have done differently that would change the outcome of that. Same a thing lot, with, yeah. with the shooting in the Wendy's in Georgia. That cop had good intentions. He wanted to get that drunk guy out of the vehicle. He could have, oh, but but yeah, he had yeah. bad judgment on the situation. He, he didn't do a good job. He could have, he could have done the same thing he did, but had a little better judgment, and things would have been different. Yeah. And uh, yeah. maybe maybe that's a little different in his line of duty because you don't have a lot of time to think. But a lot of times, I just wish everyone would, you know, just just make sure you go in and think about what's the best way I can handle a situation before I react. So. For, and for a lot of these situations, it really comes down to to that i mean they're under a lot of stress yeah and they have to make split second decisions that aren't i mean it's a split second you can't always weigh the pros and cons if i would have made the same bad judgment the kid did in kenosha it would have turned out the same way i mean you're trying to protect yourself yep. you know and but you can you can always do something to stop it from getting there 
Exactly. Yeah. There's ways to prevent you that can from always, getting to that point. I mean, may, maybe there's that rare chance where it just like it happens. You yeah. know, you, you're you're a victim. You you did nothing, and you have to defend yourself and protect yourself. You know, then. But yeah, I always say there's 99.9 percent of the time you can keep yourself out of harm's way. Just make sure. Well, make sure. It, I mean, I've left bars. Yeah. Knowing. Yep what would happen if I stayed there? I, I just, I know, I know Me how too. I am. I know who I am and I know that I can, I can get in a fight and, and a snap just like all it takes is one wrong thing. And there's people in there and they're aggressive and they're rowdy. And I know how they're acting toward people. And I say, you know what, to avoid the situation that I know is going to happen, I'm just going to leave because that that's good judgment. <laughs> and people say, Oh, you know, that's living scared or, you're living like this. No, no, no. What it's really doing is it's it's, it's good judgment. It's keeping it's me just, out of situations yeah. I don't want to be in. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's being responsible for yourself. Yeah. And I think everyone could do that. Just give it a shot. So please. Yeah. Please do. I'll get off that. It's just something that you know I've always thought, and I think more people should really think about that. I I've tried to tell my little brother that a thousand times. Like, yeah. Try no, to tell just all. Just don't get that. don't get involved. I mean, as much as I, um, when I was in the city. I, and all the protests started up. I was like, I can't be anywhere near that. I knew I couldn't be anywhere near that. It's not in a city that you don't know. Right. Don't go be near that. Right. I didn't want to get involved. But so here's the question, right? Um, if if you heard that, I don't know if this compares or not. But what if you heard that a, a bunch of um, if there was a protest coming to Geneva and that they were promising that, you know, or, and there was a pretty good indication that they were going to do a lot of property damage or, uh, or otherwise, would you, would you, would you go up there? I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but let's say I'm somebody that would, if I, uh, if I would go up there and try to try to be that type of person uh, again, it's the same way here and same way code enforcement. There's always a, there's a there's a way you can do things without being intense and and be and feeling uh even for when I was in corrections like there's a way you can talk to people that isn't that can get you out of a situation you don't have to be you don't have to wave your gun around point around and act all tough you can you can stand there with a gun and defend but you don't have to you know you you don't have to cause a situation you never have to so i can tell you as a 17 year old kid I wouldn't be there with, as a 17-year-old I, kid. If I was there and I was 17, maybe it would turn out the same way because at that age, you don't care. 17-year-olds have very poor, tri- poor tri- yeah, judgment. And you feel bulletproof. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I, I just remember. like I used to think I was like, you know, like no way. no Nothing could ever happen to me. And now now the older you get, you're like, you can't even get out of bed without hurting. You know, It's like one of those things. Yeah, if you... So. If you were on the carnivore diet, that wouldn't be a problem. I feel amazing every morning. I, I've never felt this good in the morning in my life. Good. Yeah. You know what the problem is, though? I wake up now. I wake up now at like 2 a.m. every night. And I'm just like ready to go. That's wild. It's not good. I don't even go to bed till 3. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not great. It's the truth. <laughs> so, so a couple nights ago, I woke up and I decided that I would check my social media mm-hmm. and I saw um, reports about what happened in Rochester. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you weren't paying attention for the past few days or you're not from around here, um, 
there was in this i found out after the fact all the details of course but i turned on my police scanner to rochester and i kind of listened to what was happening and a lot of chaos and um i read an article this morning with kind of updated information apparently there was a small house party that kind of like just became this you know and then she brought two friends and then she brought two friends kind of thing and it it was supposed to be just a few people and it turned into like a couple hundred maybe like like one to two hundred people and it was like four parties that all like combined and then they brought extra people and it just kind of got out of control and the way that they wrote it i'm kind of curious to see as more details come out because they said that the two people that were killed were not the targets, which so that tells me that they think there were targets, which means to me, was this like, was this gang violence? Probably. They, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see what, what the, what the full story is there, but it doesn't sound like, um, like a, what, what people think of as a mass shooting situation as much as it sounds like, um, a crossfire situation. When when does everyone in Rochester stand up for themselves and and try to try to make their neighborhoods safer? Try try to make these neighborhoods better. I mean, I just I want to see people I want to see people go and and make things better in their neighborhood. I think that's I agree. That's how we'll fix everything. I agree. Start start in your neighborhood, make things better, do the right thing, and then we'll we'll get big. We can go bigger from there. Yep. Everyone's trying to go for the top. I mean, in what in what thing in the world have you ever seen where that works? Where you skip all this and then oh, we're at the top now and we're going to change everything. It's just, just like it doesn't work. iPhone. It doesn't work. I, I, it just I I it's never worked. I mean, I know there the, ar- like, the art of war Sun Tzu says cut off the head of the snake and you know, and then you win. But the thing is is like I guess this isn't war. It's a little different. Uh you got to start small and work your way to the top. Here's the thing. I think um, small is the top for a lot of people. And I don't mean that people don't have potential. What I mean is when I, I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of people of different ages from kids up to, you know, other, other people that you, I, I had, uh, when I was doing my, when I was doing graduation from college, the, chaplain was giving his speech like it was his turn to speak it was like the baccalaureate or something and he said um he said nobody in here is going to go out and change the world you just have to do the best that you can i'm like hold on like that's a horrible we just spent four years here like doing (laughs) like all this because we wanted to do something like we want to be part of something you know that's a horrible thing. like nobody goes to college because they want to go um not change the world and I made eye contact with a professor from across the room at that moment. And we were like, just kind of giving this look like, what the hell is he talking about? And so I start out this story by telling that story. And then what I tell them is that you can change the world. You're part of the world. You don't have to change things in Thailand and in uh, England and in Peru to change the world, you can, um, clean up your street. If you're a kid, you can clean your room and that makes the world better. You know, 
you can help your mom out with something and that's going to make her feel better. That that's part of the world. Like everything that you do, if you go clean up your neighborhood, if you go clean up your city, if you go help with the park, you go volunteer to, you know, get kids lunches, whatever, you know, like that does change the world. And you don't have to go spread throughout the country. You don't have to spread to different countries. Just do the best you can where you are and try to make things better. Yeah. And that changes the world. I, I kind of agree with that. That doesn't seem like something I would agree with because I'm more of a big picture person, but it, uh, it validates my point. So <laughs> as long as it confirms what I was already <laughs> I, saying, uh, I'll agree with that. I guess I can't say anything else, but it does make sense. But it, and it does validate what I say when, if the cops are gun shy when it comes to African American people, because there's more illegal guns in those communities. And it's not only it's white people, it's Asian, anyone in those communities, it's scary up there and they have more run-ins with law enforcement and there's more crimes up there and there's more violent crimes up there. And, and the way to fix these things is there's, that's the 1% out of, out of a hundred thousand people, there's always one really evil person. Mm -hmm. And if we keep start, if we keep getting those people off the street, it not only makes the cops jobs easier, it not only makes your living experience easier. Everyone's got to get together and clean up their communities. Yeah, they do. I'm just, that's what I think. I, that's do. what I would be doing. I would, I get the protests with police because sometimes they are trigger happy and I, I know they are. I know there's times when they have bad judgment, but if they weren't always in those situations where they felt like their life was at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they could make better judgment. You know, and I know it's part of the job, but when we all leave our house and we kiss whoever goodbye or dog or girlfriend or wife, whatever, your intention is to come home that night. Yeah. That that's your job. As a human being, your job is to live. That that's our only job. It really is, is our job is to survive till the next day. And that's it. I mean, that that's what we all do. So uh, I mean, just think about that. Think about they want to come home. You want to go home. We, that's what we all want to do. So it's a scary and I know sometimes they're a little crazy, but that's why I really feel, I just feel like uh, if you, if we could clean up neighborhoods and everyone would work together and try to help the police and get these people off the street and try to, and try to make everyone's job easier, it would help. So I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I do think that, um, part of the solution is to just take them out of some of those situations in the first place. I agree. And yeah. a lot of that comes down to the fact that we've got a lot of laws regarding things where there's no victim. And we're sending the police in with guns in these stressful situations where now they're dealing with people who are criminals because we made a law against it. Right. And who are going to have to protect their money with guns or, or whatever it is. And it becomes a dangerous situation where it doesn't have to be a dangerous situation in the first place. We could just change the laws to make it so that, you know, things where there wasn't a victim, that it wasn't illegal. Right. And then we wouldn't have to send the police in there. It'd be less confrontations. And it's a win-win. And there's some, I mean, there's some police that belong in prison. That Brianna Taylor, what a bullshit story that is, what they did to her. 
They, I don't know if you know who it is. The lady yeah. they walked in her apartment and shot her. Bullshit. That guy deserves to be in prison. I don't care. Did he sh- he shot her through the wall or did uh, he go I, in her? We I, don't know. I, do we know? The main thing is, is she was innocent. Yeah, she didn't do anything. And he walked in. She didn't run. She didn't do anything. She sh- was asleep in bed. He killed her. Like, yeah, you. that guy belongs in prison. He sucks. He's he's disgusting. No one likes him. Trust me. Uh, no one no one sticks up for that. It's the the problem where everyone i guarantee i've never talked to anyone that you hear about that situation that goes oh you know he was justified no everyone no. goes no he yeah. that dude's a scumbag he needs to go to like i don't know what his deal was but he needs to go to prison well, it's I know, the ones I know where they people start running or start reaching in their vehicles that it's like whoa you know it's a little scary you know like what the hell are you going to do someone starts re- when you ask someone to not reach in their car Damn, don't reach in your fucking car. Yeah. Just don't do it. And I know that like, like those shit. those situations are occurring because of our current tactics that are what they think is the best thing. But I do think that there's probably an opportunity to re-examine what those tactics are. And like what you were saying with the other kid is like there's always a way to change that situation. Yeah. So maybe there are ways that we can change those situations from the get-go to make them less risky. But when I when I went to school for criminal justice, they showed us a video of cops that don't react. They die. Yeah. Yeah. They die. They do. Because then they pull up the gun and shoot them. They kill them. They right. die. It happened in yeah. Rochester not too long ago. Yeah. If no one remembers. That guy was going around the corner, didn't want to pull out his gun. Yeah. And he went around the corner, guy shot him in the head. He's dead. Yeah. And, and that that's the scary part. Oh, well, they shouldn't be trigger hit, but they also want to live. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I think I, I saw guess. something where uh, like somebody with a knife can like if some if they're within 21 feet that they can stab you before you can shoot them it's actually yeah, bum rush is a real situation like bum rushing someone before they can react because it just it is actually thing yeah and and all I say all this coming from a person that has had a gun pulled on me by a cop and pulled out of my car for telling them I had a legal pistol in my car. I, it, yeah, that's nonsense. It, it happened to me, and all you know what I did? Whoa, okay, dude, right out of the fucking car. Like, I don't want to get shot today. Please yeah. don't shoot me. I mean, what what else are you gonna do? Like, don't no, start. You gotta... Don't start fucking reaching around. Don't run. No, just like, oh, okay, dude. Like, and then you know what? I called the sheriff. He took care of it. I I don't even know if the guy's a job anymore. I haven't seen him work there since. So, there, you know, it. I know you want to fight because maybe they're in the wrong at the time, but you can always fight it later. You know, like you can always most of the time you can always go back and you can go to the department. Yeah. You can file against them and you your can, best chance is probably just to cooperate. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you going to do? You're going to fight. You, you can't. You're not going to fight with a bad. No, the thing is, police officer. What I, and I, I'm not trying. I'm not saying that this is still the way it is, but there was a time in 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 most of these people's lifetime, in many of these people's lifetimes and certainly within their generational memory where that wasn't the case where it wasn't always safe for people who were minorities to um, just surrender to the police. I'm sure. Yeah. But at at this time where we are, there's cameras everywhere at this point, it's easier to just cooperate and take it up in court. And, And you know what else for some of them? Um, I mean, that could be maybe they got caught with marijuana twice and this is now they're doing a Dewey. Now they're going to spend the rest of their life in jail. 
maybe yeah i mean some I, you know like I, and, and those are things called like all that should have been illegal weapons well sure but what i'm saying is like those are those are artificially created situations that we could reduce that anxiety easily just by changing the laws about about marijuana and that's a bullshit law it is it yeah. should be gone i don't smoke um never have never will but it should be that should be gone yeah i i don't i it seems bad now and it seems like everything but i don't know i i just look back and maybe it's always been this way maybe it's always been bad who knows i, don't I know. you know it's it's again it's that availability heuristic availability bias is that you see it in the news more like you can think of a lot of examples of it but all of these things that we've been talking about the racial injustice the um crime shootings whatever it is um it's better now what it it we're living in the best time that there's ever been to live and still at at this point and again this is going to I, mean, I don't know when people are watching. Hopefully, no one gets mad at me because this, this is going to be very uh, against the grain. There's not uh, more white people are still shot by cops way than African American. Yeah, way it's more. Still, way more. It's still way more. And I, I'm not going to speak for all Caucasians or white people, whatever you want to call them, but I'm going to say we don't go out and protest when bad people are shot because we don't give a shit. Because uh, bye. I, I don't give a shit. I, if, if a bad white person is shot by a cop, I don't give a shit, dude. I, I just don't care. I care. To me, it's another waste of space on this earth out of here. I, I, and I hate to be that way. I care when somebody is shot that shouldn't have been shot, whether they're good or bad or otherwise. If there's some, somebody. And no matter what they look like. If there's somebody that has sexually assaulted a woman or a child. I have no use for them, Phil. I, I have no use for them. I don't know why they're here. Yeah, I understand. I, I just, I, I want, so. but what I want is for that person to, uh, face a trial and go to jail. I want that per like, that's the whole point of the justice system is that they get justice. Not we should, we should go back to wild, wild west. Yeah, you know yeah. what they would do? They'd they'd put the guy in jail and wait for the marshal to get there. And hang so him up could, in the streets. So they could bring in a hanging judge. That's what we should do is hang him in the streets. Some of these people. I don't know about that. But <laughs> some some that of the sounds people. Sounds a little extreme. But some of the people, Phil, come on. Come on. There's some people that you know damn well that they are just taking up space on this planet. But I, I think that everybody has a potential. Really? Yeah. Everyone? Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I think that it depends on, I think everybody has a potential. I think it depends on the people around them and what they do with that. Yeah, but you may have potential, but when you do certain things that are unforgivable, how do you, you're going to, you can forgive that. Are you going to trust somebody like that getting out of prison around your family? Do you want them walking the street? I don't. I think that if um, if somebody's too if somebody's done something that's terrible, they should uh, probably they should go to prison, and they should stay there until um, it's safe for them to not be in there. 
Who says that when it's safe? Well, uh, that's something that needs to be determined. I, There's no way to determine. That's a problem. Well, they have parole boards and, and things like that. They don't work. They, they, they should. The the repeat. The repeat. I mean, what is it, like 80% or something of people that come out of prison repeat? Why do you think that is? Uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. One is because some of them are still pretty bad people. Why, why do you think that another, is? Another reason is there's some of them, they get out, they have no money, and they go back to doing what they had to do to survive and keeping up. But there's the murderers, the rapists that go back and repeat, and they're just bad people. But why do you think, why do you think that that is? I, do you think it's got to do with... people. Do you, so then why are they out of jail? Like, if you murder somebody, you can go to jail for your life. Sometimes. You're out in good behavior nine, nine out of ten times, really. So I think part of the problem is that we don't have any, uh, I mean, it's kind of a minimal rehabilitation process. There's a lot of psych in the jails when I worked there. I mean, a lot of these guys met with psych, with, with mental health. In jails or in prisons? In both when I was there. There's a lot of mental health treatment, a lot more than people give credit. There's a lot of mental health there. You All you have to do is ask to meet with a counselor, with a mental health professional, and you get it within a day. What about drugs? What about them? Are there a lot of drugs in there? Not, I mean, when I was in there, I didn't see many drugs going. I'm sure in prisons, I'm sure there's probably yeah. lots of drugs. And, and violence. Uh, I have, I had a little bit of experience in prisons, but I'm telling you, uh, when it comes to mental health, they're treated pretty good. Really. They, they get a lot of, they get a lot of psych, psychological That's help. good. That's so, good. A lot more than, people who've never worked there can trash it, but, it, and been in it, I'm telling you, in New York, you get, you get some damn good care. Yeah. So, so when they come out of prison, though, then what are they coming back to? You know, same thing. Sometimes, or they're just not good people. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's the problem with all the laws. That's the problem with everything. That's a. I'm against. I'm against less strict laws, and that people need second chances. But there's a time when, there you can't. There's you can't make good judgment on on another human being there, we haven't figured out a way to psychologically actually evaluate somebody and see who, mm. what they are. Uh, think about it. There's some people, I mean, when they have no empathy that can lie, can, can cheat lie detectors, can cheat mental health tests and seem fine. And then they go out and they're just scum. I mean, it happens all the time. So mm. humans are the, I mean, come on, we're the hardest, hardest things to read. You know what a deer's going to do. You know what a bear is going to do. It's their nature. Well, you don't know what a human's going to do. I mean, that's scary. So, yeah, a lot of things I thought about. This is some of the stuff, especially my degrees in criminal justice and everything. And I guess, I guess you know. for me, though, I mean, the, the, if I could change one major thing about, I mean, there, I, I've got it. I've got about ten, but about the actual. Um, prison system itself, or I guess I don't know. Criminal justice system is not the right way to say it, but essentially, I would I would try to make it so that the people who were not haven't done anything, have not injured anybody, have not hurt a single human being, are not in there. I agree, and that the people who have maybe they get even stricter punishment than they do now. But, but if you're, if you haven't hurt anybody, you shouldn't be in there. And now some of those people that maybe went in for something low level, 
they come out and they they do worse things um, because they've been surrounded with people that do bad things for a long time. You know, I and, and maybe that's maybe I'm just I, I don't know I over mean, you could, you could maybe I'm that. over analyzing that. But I mean, if you have to but survive I don't think in I, prison and try not to die for eight years straight, maybe you do come yeah. out a bad person. I, I don't know. You or know, or like, at yeah, least it makes know. it harder. Like, how are you yeah. going to get a job? Like, what are you going to do? Like, where are you going to live? Right. If, I mean, you hope that somebody in your family or a good friend will take in, but like, you got to find a job. You got to find a place to live. You got to write on your job applications that you've been convicted of a felony so good luck like you're not going to get a good job but you should see how some how well some of these guys fit in first thing they get in it's scary like they, they live that they live their yeah. life outside of jail yeah. that's how they live and that's scary like you see these guys like like you see a guy you're like holy shit like this guy be- he belongs here he, like you like you're never going to change him he's he's a psychopath like it it happens all the time i mean it's scary but that, those are the people that are hurting people yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're hurting people, you you belong in jail. If you're not, you don't. And well, you, and you know, shouldn't be there. And not. and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be subjected to being around people who do. The only time I think you belong with, without nonviolence is if you're putting other people's lives in danger constantly. So you have a couple DWIs, yeah. You lose your license and you're drunk driving again without your license. You got you got to put them in jail because the, one of these times they're going to end up killing somebody. Yeah, I mean I get it. Yeah, but to put someone in jail and they still have their license and they do it, I mean that's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, uh, it's all it's all judgment, you know. It's, it's everything's judgment based. So, who knows? Uh, what do we got? One of the specific identified goals of incarceration is rehabilitation, and we fail pretty bad at that goal. We focus almost solely on incapacitation. So, what are you saying that um, that's that's a? Are we saying that we're just making it so that for those eight years that they're in prison, that they're not committing crimes for eight years? I'm I, guessing that's what the point is there. I can. Yeah, that we worry more sense. about just, you know what, we at least got him off the street for eight years. The, there's more rehabilitation in prisons than, than people let on. There really is. I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've seen it. You get, Does you it get, work? You got drug counseling. You got alcohol counseling. You got mental health. You got college. You got your GED. They, yeah. You, I mean, there's so many. There are a lot of good services. There's so like. many opportunities in there for people. If somebody really made a mistake and they want to change their life, it's just like out here. It's your job. No, why right. Why the hell do we have to hold your hand to, to rehabilitate you? If you don't want to be a better person, you're not going to be a better person. I mean, hmm. I'm telling you, I worked and I know, and I, I've had this conversation. You should see how many, how many correction officers hate the way people talk because we see the opportunities these guys in jail have and people out here on the streets don't get those opportunities. We don't get, you don't get free education. You don't get, you don't get free healthcare. You don't get free drug or alcohol counseling. You don't get free mental health. We have to no, pay for all those yeah. things. And they get them in there for free. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, or I don't know about a lot of people, but I know some really good people who have been both on both sides of that, who've been in prison and who've been prison guards. And uh, man, a lot of the stories from both sides are the same. And it's, it sounds like a really tough place to be. Oh, I mean, it, it's not it's not a safe environment for them when it comes to the drugs and maybe getting killed or being raped by other prisoners. And it's not 
and some of the CEOs treat them like garbage. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, some of the CEOs belong in jail themselves. We say it all the time. Some guys in there yeah. that are just scumbags. Like anything else, like any other profession, there's bad people. Yeah. And there is that, but trust me, when it comes to opportunities, they have a lot. That if you, it's like anything else in life. No one should have to, should have to hold your hand and help you be successful and change your life. That's on you but as they, a person. But they still, even if even if they come out of there with a, I don't know if they how, what level of education they can get up to, but if you come out of there with a doctorate, associate's degree, or if you come out of there with an associate's, or whatever, you know, yeah. if you come out fully rehabilitated, you still have to write on every job application, every loan application that yeah. you're felon. Now, newbie worked in Yates County Jail, so he might have a, a different uh, outlook on it. You know, I worked in a bigger jail. I worked in Hopewell County. You know, it's a lot. You know, or Hopewell, sorry, Ontario County, Hopewell. You know, yeah. it's a lot bigger. Uh, maybe there's maybe Yates is a little less. Is that like so. Geneva and Canandaigua primarily. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's pretty big. You know, Phelps, Clifton Springs. You know, a lot of big places are there. So I don't know how Yates County works. Um, maybe it sucks there for them, but a lot of places they get great treatment, great opportunities. So. What do you think about um, what do you think about um, what the deal is with like drug drug addicts that go to prison? Does that help them? I have a lot, a lot. I have I have three or four people in my family. Two of them in prison right now for that are hardcore drug addicts. Yeah. And they they spent a lot of time in jail and prison. They spent a lot of time in rehabs. My mom takes care of two children because of him. Uh, and he's just never changed. He's never changed. And I just think there's some people that you just can't change them. Because if you don't want to, it's like anything else. If you don't want to change, you're not going to change. That's how it works. Do you think there's something different that would help? No. No. I, I what, what could you do? Uh, get rid of Get rid of drugs. That would be the only thing that could help is that not give them access to drugs. That That's the only way. So actually he's safest when he's in prison. Hopefully he can't get drugs. Maybe he's getting drugs in prison. Um, but he comes every time he came out of prison, he looks good. He's like, he's built. He looks great. He looks, you know, he, he, his eyes look good in three weeks. He looks like, like out of his mind. He's like, right back oh, for it. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, there's some people that if you don't want to change, it's not going to change. So you can't, and it's, uh, I've dealt with relationships like this and relationships. Uh, it, it just peeps some people, no matter how many chances you give them, they're just who they are. Uh, there's nothing you can do different. I mean, I've tried to, I tried to change myself. I tried to help them this way. I try to do the things they asked me to do. I try to do this. And, and no matter what, no matter what I did, it was always the same outcome mm. because you can't change other people. <laughs> they have to want to change it. It's just the way it works. So, I mean, really the, the all the, the benefit that they get from being in prison is just that it gives them a break for however long. Yeah. I mean, assuming that they aren't getting it inside. A lot of their families, a lot of drug addicts, families want them in prison. Because at least they know that they're not going to get a call that they OD'd. Yeah. You know, so telling you. And I'm just living in a family with it. And then I've had another family member that went to jail, went to rehab, hasn't touched a drug since. That's pretty nice. That's good. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I mean, some people want to change, some people don't. Right. Yeah. They have to want to. Yeah. Think about it. Seriously. I mean, 
think about the change in your life when you wanted to lose weight and you wanted to go carnivore. I'm sure you probably may. Well, I'm not going to try to say because I don't know what you did. But a lot of people, they say they're going to lose weight. And, you know, they give a half-ass attempt and they try to change their life and their health. And they don't, you know, they never end up making the change. Uh, it really takes... It really takes you to sit down and, and tell yourself, like, we're, we're going to do this because it, it we have to. It's good good for our health. Talking to yourself. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've I didn't it. actually do this to lose weight. Yeah. Okay. That was just a byproduct. Okay. I just did it because I wanted to, and I thought, you know what? I'll give it a try. Sounds like, you know, people that do it feel good. Yeah. Well, then that's a little and different. I, like, it, it really has improved my health really over and over, so... Um, I think there's so just so many things in the world that if you, everyone always bitches about people being millionaires. You know how many of us could make millions of dollars? If you really wanted to. You just get out of your own way. You just do it. Yeah. I mean, if you want it, I mean, it, it's like, how much do you want to work? Because the, right. don't think some of these guys, like, don't think Zuckerberg or the guy at, at Amazon or, or whoever, don't think that Bezos, I mean, all these guys don't work. It didn't work their ass off to get where they were. I mean, you're talking no free time, no sleep, 80 to 100 hours a week, always trying and having no free time and ruining relationships with family and significant others. It takes a lot to get. You got to you got to commit to it, though. Yeah, I mean, how do you think I got where I am? There you go. I mean, just I'm, I'm telling you straight to the top. You know, you can do it if you want to do it. I have offers all the time from people that. Hey, you listen, I got a big opportunity for you to distill this stuff. I, we could get you in a bigger facility. We can do this. We can do that. I don't want to. Hmm. And I and I could make more money, but I don't I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to work that hard. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's a level of what what do you it doesn't all come down to money. Some of it comes down to money, I can tell you, but um it comes down to what do you want your life to look like. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people are happy living in a shack and ser seriously happy. Some of the happiest people oh, yeah. I know are the poorest people. I wish happy. I could live in a shack. Happy as hell. Just be on their own in the woods. I mean, yeah. They could not, you couldn't, you could give them a million dollars and a dream house and dream car, dream woman. And they would still, I mean, you told me the story about in, in New York city, but it kind of goes back to that. They'd still be happier in a shack. Just like those homeless people were happier instead of a nice hotel room, clean beds, clean clothes would rather be on the streets. Yep. It, it just, that's it's, just the way it is. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. So, that's what Melissa yeah. said. It's, it's a golden cage. Yeah. It's still a cage. So. All right. Marla, we're heading your way. Gone, newbie. We'll see you there, buddy. Oh, we've got, I wonder who the other viewer, hey, who, who's watching this right now? We won't judge. No, we just got another person jump we on. Well, sorry to be jumping off. Yeah, I, I rambled for about a half hour while Phil drank and listened to me. Sorry. I don't mind. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're watching, Go on, Lauren. shoot me a message. Come see us at the Lauren Tide. Be down there for a little bit. <laughs>